day 135 welcome back to the windows and mirrors podcast my name is keith and i'm john and this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the bible is more like a window than it is a mirror we come to it to see through it and see god not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves all right so we're in the thick man of psalms dog like yeah super good book um yeah yeah shapes our hearts man and it's so good yeah. yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things that I do want to address as we kind of dive in is as we get to different sections of scripture, you can expect different things from the podcast. Narratives, Mm -hmm. it's easier to fly over and to say, yo, this is what took place in all four of these chapters. There's a consistent thread. Psalm, not so much, right? Mm -hmm. So there's going to be lots of times where we may completely fly over a psalm and not address it at all because we want to take so much time to focus in on one, right? So if we don't touch on the favorite psalm that you read in the daily section, then yeah, that's fine. We just want to mm-hmm. prepare you for that. So yeah. All right. Psalm chapter 49. All right, Keith, here's the thing that floored me when it came to Psalm 49. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. When it talks about money, um, it doesn't talk about money in terms of its like evilness yeah it talks about money in terms of its emptiness Hmm. that really like money is this con man it's an imposter money makes you think that it's stronger than it is and it makes people believe that they're more secure than they are Hmm. and basically this psalm just kind of brings him to a place where as he's reflecting on money he's gonna say yo Everybody with money finds themselves in, with a problem or problems that money can't solve, right? Hmm. And so he's saying, it's not that it's bad, it's just empty. So you shouldn't put yeah. your hope in it. And if you don't put your hope in it, then when somebody has more than you do, especially when evil folks have more than you do, they're not more secure than you are. So it hmm. shouldn't be the source of your hope, nor should it be... Or, and. And if it's not the source of your hope, then it can never be the source of your envy if somebody has more of it than mm. you do. And so just by sharing all of this, I think his goal is trying to free us of that grasp um, yeah. on money. Yeah. No, that's super good, man. And it's like, yeah, I love that. Yeah, It's not, yeah, it's empty, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. you know, um, the thing that I love was that he talked to all categories here. So he's like, yo, both low and high, rich and right. poor. And he's basically like... Anybody could have this temptation, whether you have right. no money or all the money, right? And so right. he's like, man, it's for all of y'all. And it just, yeah, this John D. Rockefeller, you know, quote came to mind where he's yeah. like, where he has, as at the height of his wealth, has like billions of dollars. And he's like, there's like, man, if you could have anything in the world, what would it be? And he's like, just one more dollar. <sighs> right. Yeah. And it's like, man, how in the world could you be that rich and still want more money? Like, right. it doesn't seem like it's too much. And what he goes into though, which is crazy, you know, I love, he's like, yo, it, yo, it, it can't redeem a person, right? Or pay his ah, ransom to God. So right. he uses this economic language to describe salvation. Right. And the New Testament will tell us it's the priceless, unperishable. He's like, yo, Peter will say, perishable things like silver or gold didn't save you, right? It was the right. precious, imperishable blood of Christ that saves yeah. us. And it's like, man, it can't, you know, money can't buy the most important things in life. But it can't yeah. buy the most important ah, thing in eternity either. So that's good. Yeah, man, that was yeah. super good. And yeah, ah, that's dope. It's not meant yeah. to have our trust. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Psalm so, 50. Yeah, co- oh, no, nah, no, nah, you got it. 
No, yeah, and then yeah. So Psalm fifty comes, and it just represents yeah God as this judge, right? Judge. And God is you know a savior, but at the same time, he's also yeah a judge. So I think uh, Psalm fifty you know gets at this, and like we always say, like man, God is impartial, right? So right. he is not just going to speak to Gentiles in this sense or people who aren't his people. He'll speak to his right. people as well, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So it's like God is an impartial judge, and that's us. That's actually good news, right? Especially right. in the day like <laughs> right. where we're in, where it's like, yeah, some people will say they're Christian, right? And right. but they're involved in the various injustices that go on in our country. Yeah. And yeah. And man, as David reflects on the judgment of God, he does what so many biblical authors do, where he kind of repeats these same points that when it comes to God's judgment. Uh, when God's judgment is delayed, it doesn't mean his judgment is denied, right? Mm-hmm. So at the end of this psalm, uh, David's going to quote like God and where God says in Psalm fifty twenty one. Now, now listen, y'all thought that when I saw all this stuff and I was silent and I didn't uh, immediately act, he's like, the conclusion that you drew was that I was just like y'all, that I was complicit, that I was scared, of something and God saying, no, 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 my action or my inaction when it comes to judgment yeah. doesn't mean the same thing that yours does, right? God's lack of activity is not somehow a sign of a presence of apathy or that he doesn't care. God's justice delay doesn't mean that his justice is denied. So even if God presently doesn't act like we hope that we like we hope that he would, it's no reason for us to empty our trust of him that God, the judge of the world, is always going to do what's right. Yeah. And it's so crazy because he st- he talks about the sacrifices in this psalm a little bit. He's like, yo, I did not, you know, I've seen your sacrifices. But he's like, man, everything in the world is mine. So in other words, right. like, I don't really need you to come before me and slaughter. Like, I don't need that. You need that. Right. <laughs> right. So right. this is more for you than it is for me. And he's right. like, man. God, like, it's so good because, like, God sees the state of the world in every... Yeah, he's outside of time, right? So right. it's like he doesn't look at the world in a timeline. And he sees the wickedness, even among right. his people or the church. Yeah. And yeah. it's good news because, like, God is going to judge that. And he's not fooled by, you know, you going right. to church. He's not fooled by how well you talk about scripture. Like, all of these things, these think pieces you may write, like, he's not right. fooled. Like, God is going to judge... And for us, yeah, we need to be clinging to his mercy in the cross. Yeah. Nor does he have constituents that he has to placate to, right? Mm. So God is not uh, being strategic in, in how he has to deal with justice because he has a base of mm. people that he has to appease in order to make sure that on God's next term that they vote for him and they re-up, right? Oh, God's good. free God's free to just be completely just. So mm-hmm. when that's God good. doesn't act, we don't need to assume that he's partial to some group because God's saying, I don't need y'all. For, like like mm-hmm. God's saying, man, if I was hungry, I wouldn't call out to you and say, what's for dinner? <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. yeah, God's saying, I own it all. Yeah. All right. Yo, Psalm 51, man, this is something that, uh, we, I just wish that we 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 could take a whole yeah. sermon on. Mm. Um, man, this is about repentance. It's a prayer of 
restoration. So this is what David writes after, not after he sins with Bathsheba. Hear this. This is what he writes after he gets caught, right? Mm. And that's what I love about this, just because it gives us a paradigm in that repentance, right? Uh, When we make it about us, it becomes a chore. When we make it about God, it becomes a reason for celebration. Yeah. So David's going to say, no, look, look, God, I'm crying out for you to repent. And the basis that I'm going to appeal on is your steadfast love, Hmm. not my sincerity, right? That what he's going to say throughout all of this is, God, look, I don't just need a second chance. I need a savior, Yeah. right? Like. Man, one of the lies I I think that we're fed when it comes to repentance for the wrong that we've done is that um, successfulness in repentance is based on our sincerity and not God's steadfast love, Mm. right? Yeah, that's That if you find yourself waiting until you're completely sincere, you'll always have a reason to put it off right Satan will feed mm. you lies like you're only repenting because you got caught you're not sincere and what this psalm does is david doesn't spend time trying to prove his sincerity he's right. like yo god i know i'm guilty i know you'd be right to smash me and he's saying of course i'm repenting of course i'm only repenting because i got caught that doesn't empty me of sincerity it just shows sin's great power to seduce me and that yeah yeah, that this that restoration isn't going to come from your perspiration or Mm. resolve yeah yeah restoration is going to come from resurrection god intervening so david's gonna pray no no god i don't just need you to clean me up on the outside i actually need you to give me a new heart take out Hmm. my (laughs) source of life and give me a brand new source of life. Raise me up from the dead. This heart transplant. And yeah. that, that's a different. Oh, it's different, bro. Yeah. It's different. Oh, that's different. It's yeah. different. And I love the fact that, man, like God and his providence, you know, David sinned and he murdered, right? And adultery, right? And they're together. <sighs> and God used this psalm as a template for how, like, yeah, many people, like, it's. The one we come to when we sin, right? It's the template for like repentance. And it's like, man, David sins so deep, but like God's faithful love is like deeper, bro. And it's like, man, he's just like, man, restore to me the joy of my salvation and sustain me. Give me a willing spirit. And it's just like, man, the joy of knowing our sins are forgiven. Like he needs all of that back and it can leave, right? From our own sinfulness and wickedness. And, And he talks about, you know, you wouldn't delight in sacrifices once again. And it's like, God is not just not fooled by the sacrifices of his people who people who claim to be his people and who are unjust he at the same time is not using those sacrifices to get you back in favor with him right like he's not using your uh like you say your sincerity or your um public repentance right all of these things that we may do and are good and may even helpful right that doesn't get you back into the favor of God. Right. It's the right. love of God. It's the cross. It's his mm-hmm. son, right? Like those things are what get us in favor with God. And those things are unchangeable and unshakable. So those are, yeah, just a sturdier hope is what we need. Amen. Rather it. than like better words, right? Right, 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 <laughs> yeah. right, right. So 
Yeah, man. And then finally, Psalm 52. And this is just, yeah, this historical situation. David is running from Saul like he's been doing uh, in these Psalms. And a cat, Doeg, the Edomite, you know, he tells Saul that David had gone to Ahimelech's house, right? It's a whole situation. You can go read 1 Samuel to where it talks about. But basically, this guy gets 85 priests killed, right? Yeah. And, you know, David starts off the Psalm and basically is like, yo, why boast about evil, you hero, right? He's like being sarcastic. Right. right. Um, God's faithful love is constant, man. And basically, he's just saying like, you know, it's people who sin and then boast about their sin who God right. is especially going to judge. And Romans want to talk about this. Right. People who don't just do evil, but applaud evil. Right. And the main thing man, I got from this psalm is that God, man, he protects us, right? And that love yeah. and protection doesn't cease to be even when it seems like the person who's persecuting us or the people who are persecuting us are causing a ton of damage, right? Right. And it's yeah. like God is the one. Yeah, we trust in those moments, bro. And nobody mm-hmm. else or nothing else. We can put our our hope and our protection in nothing else but Yahweh yeah. himself. Yeah. 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 God, so we pray, whether it's the insecurity that we feel from uh, lack of money, Father, whether, whether it's... Uh, feeling like you are silent in the face of injustice lord whether our sin is overwhelming or we're crushed by the betrayal of people that we put our trust in would you remind us god that you reign above and over all of those things today help us to put our trust completely and firmly in you and to experience the joy that comes with that it's in jesus name we pray